All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Orioles 6-5 to five in 10 innings on Tuesday night at the stadium. After sweeping the Reds, after taking three out of four in Toronto, the Yankees are playing much, much better of late. Climbing the standings, the Rays get blown out by the Blue Jays 20-1 to one down at the Trop. So Yankees pick up a game there as well. And uh, before we get to what went on on Tuesday night, um, this is the first podcast since the weekend when Aaron Hicks was designated for assignment finally. Uh, I wrote about it in length pretty much. I keep to the city. I don't envision writing about Aaron Hicks again. So hopefully that's the end of that. Hopefully I don't have to waste any more time, any more words on him, on his role with the organization as he was finally designated for assignment. And it was a really, really odd uh, timing. The timing was odd of the DFA because he had finally started to hit. You know, in the last 20 plate appearances, he was hitting 353, a 450 on base, 647 slugging. And those 20 plate appearances counted for 26% of his season's plate appearances at 76. So he finally was showing signs of life at the plate and they finally let him go, which just makes the decision all the more puzzling. This was a move that should have been made in the offseason, should have been made last offseason, should have been made long before it was. If the Yankees were always going to be willing to eat money, then just eat the money. The fact that they went into this season thinking that he would be the guy in left field is just inexcusable and irresponsible. In late January, Brian Cashman said, hopefully we can get the Aaron Hicks we know is in there back as a consistent player for us. The Aaron Hicks that was in there never existed. The Aaron Hicks that you saw in 18 and 19 put up those numbers when the ball was juiced, that was a mirage. Because around the league, guys were putting up crazy numbers. Even on the Yankees, Glaber Torres, Brett Gardner, career high in homers. Kettle Marte had an unbelievable power season. Christian Yelich was like Barry Bonds. And now you look at what he's become since the juice ball. And Cashman also said, I suspect he will be the guy that emerges in left field because he is really he is still really talented and everything is there. He, he's not, though, and everything's not there. Because if everything you thought was there three months ago after 76 plate appearances, you're willing to end the relationship and now pay the guy to go away because you got to pay him for a couple more years and you've got to pay him the buyout money. It was foolish. It, it was just idiotic to think that this guy would just suddenly become a player he had never been outside of when the ball was juiced now in his mid-30s when he's always injured and the Yankees never really believed that Cashman was just bullshitting everyone when Hal Steinbrenner gave Aaron Judge 360 million he was going to have to take that money from somewhere and he took it from left field and he took it from the bench and that's why the Yankees don't have a left fielder and that's why their bench is abysmal they were hoping that maybe they could catch lightning in a bottle with Hicks. That was their best case. They took a lottery ticket on a ticket they already bought a long time ago for a lot of money. Didn't work out. And now he's gone, and that's the end of it. And the ramifications of giving him that extension, because when they gave him that extension, they couldn't, they had already decided they weren't going to go after Bryce Harper, that free agency class, didn't even meet with him because Cashman said Harper wasn't a fit because he was going to extend Hicks. He had Judge for a few more years before he had to give him a deal. He had Stanton. They had Clint Frazier waiting. They had Ellsbury under contract. All these, this, this fallout from 
getting Hicks, keeping Hicks, extending Hicks. You know, that wasn't it. Because then when he didn't work out, they had to go and trade prospects for Gallo. When Gallo didn't work out, they had to get rid of him and trade more prospects for Ben Attendi. They had to trade away Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Now they're going to have to extend Bader or overpay for him in free agency. All of these things are a product of the Yankees and Brian Cashman believing that they had found something in Aaron Hicks, that they were going to get some team-friendly deal on this player that just isn't the guy they thought he was. And now he's gone, and I'm sure he'll latch on somewhere else once he clears waivers and another team could have him for the league minimum, but he's someone else's problem now. I'm just glad he's no longer a Yankee. Um, also over the weekend, Luis Severino made his debut. He was you know, really strong, four and two-thirds, the one run on the really weird play down the right field line of Jake Bowers. Of course, Severino obnoxiously gets taken out at 75 pitches in that fifth. Don't allow him to face Jonathan India. Because, you know, the Yankees, they have this magical pitch count formula that works so well. It's worked so well for Severino in the past. That's why he's always healthy. Um, but he did the job, and we'll see him in a few more days here. Um, uh, you know, it was a good weekend in Cincinnati. That's what you want to do. You want to beat up on the bad teams. The Reds are a bad team. So the Yankees have taken care of business against the A's. They've taken care of business against the Reds. And then just hold your own against the other teams. And that's what they're doing. They went to Toronto. They went 3 or 4 took two or three from the Orioles early in the season, took the game on Tuesday night from the Orioles, have played the Rays tough, three and four against the Rays when they could be five and two. They're doing what they need to do. It was a bad, bad, you know, about a two, three-week stretch for the Yankees, pretty much because Aaron Judge was hurt. Since Judge has come back, the Yankees are just winning and winning and winning, and they won on Tuesday night again because of Judge, because he had to come to the rescue in the bottom of the ninth with one out and no one on and hit that solo home run to tie the game and send it to extras where the Yankees won. Aaron Judge is the Yankees. The other guys have had moments. Rizzo's been solid all year. LeMahieu's had some moments. Torres has had some moments. Volpe's had some moments. But it's always Judge. The Yankees go as Judge goes. When Judge hits, the Yankees win. When he doesn't hit, they lose. No better example of that than the ALCS. When he didn't hit against the Astros, they were swept. If he had hit against the Astros, series goes more than four games, maybe the Yankees reach the World Series, maybe the drought's over. But he is the most important player on the team, and that's why it was frustrating on Sunday when he was DH'd on Saturday, got Sunday off, off day Monday. You know, he's been the hottest hitter in baseball. I think they said on Yes last night his, his on-base of late has been like 620-something. He won AL Player of the Week. He's the hottest hitter in baseball, and Aaron Boone has to go out of his way to try to cool him off, and it seemed like maybe he did. Because up until the ninth inning last night, he was 0 for 4 with a walk. Just didn't look like the guy we saw the last week or so in Toronto and Cincinnati. And it makes sense. He hadn't played baseball in a few days, a game that you need to play every single day. But, but, but thankfully, he comes through in the clutch in the bottom of the ninth tie the game, and they go on to win in extras with the Anthony Volpe walk-off sacrifice fly. Now, this game probably didn't need to go to extras. Actually, it didn't need to go to extras. Because before it ever got there, because in the seventh inning, the Yankees had a situation where they had first and third and one out for DJ LeMahieu. Now, the reason we're told DJ LeMahieu no longer bats leadoff is for exactly like situations. Like this, first and third with one out against a great reliever. And what does he do? He tries to bunt, can't get it down, so he does it again. And it ends up being a fielder's choice with 
Glaber Torres thrown out at home. Now, I was under the impression that Aaron Boone probably called for this, or at least maybe he called for it the first time, took it off. LeMahieu said, I'm going to do this again. And LeMahieu, yeah, he's been struggling, but DJ LeMahieu, he's the exact guy you want in that spot to put the ball in play to get the runner home from third. Yeah, maybe he bangs into a double play, hits a ball hard up the middle, they turn two. <laughs> well, that's a better option. At least you're, t- you're putting the ball in play and trying that than bunting it right back to the mound. And before that, with Torres on second, Rizzo singles on a bloop that everybody knew was falling in, and Glaber somehow gets hold- held up by Luis Rojas, who's just doing a horrible job the last few games at third base. The third base coach should just, you should never have to hear from him, hear his name, anything. And the last few days between that, between Judge getting thrown out at home in Cincinnati, which was even worse than what we saw with the the Torres situation on Tuesday, just Luis Rojas, do a better job. Understand the situation that you've got arguably the best reliever in all of baseball this season on the mound. And you're, you're holding up Torres. Just doesn't make sense. And then LeMahieu, I, I mean, based on Boone's comments in the post game, it was on LeMahieu. He he thought he should do it, which is surprising because I thought DJ LeMahieu was smarter than that. And I, it doesn't matter that he's been struggling. <laughs> Bunting it isn't going to get you out of your slump. So that was, that was the Yankees are fortunate, so fortunate that the judge tied the game because they had a chance right there to tie the game. It's a big game to take a game off the Orioles. To have the Rays lose, to be able to take a game off them, would have been a huge swing, a huge missed opportunity if they didn't do so because the game was right there for them to tie and potentially win, and instead they end up tying it later and do win. Um, now 30-20 and 20 on the season, five-game winning streak, climbing those standings. Five games back of the Rays, which was double digits a couple weeks ago, three games back in the loss column on the Orioles, but two overall, um, three up in the lost column on the Red Sox, and three up in the lost column on the Blue Jays. Yankees sit in third in the AL East. Uh, so doing work, d- doing damage, doing what they need to do against these good teams and bad teams. They're playing great. They're playing great. So they've got two more games here now against the Orioles. Nestor Cortez against Tyler Wells on Wednesday nights. Tough matchup. Tough matchup. Tyler Wells doesn't walk anyone. Throws strikes, throws quality strikes. Strong pitcher, good pitcher. Yankees did get him for four runs in Baltimore in April. Um, but I expect another tough game like we saw. This is this is what we're going to get from Yankees-Orioles for a long time now because the Orioles, are they're strong now. They're a good team. Their core is young. This is We've got like five, six more years at least of this core being young before they probably won't pay any of them and they'll all leave. But this is what you can expect now for Yankees-Orioles. You've got battles when they play the Rays, the Yankees. You've got battles when now when they play the Orioles, battles when they play the Blue Jays, and always battles when they play the Red Sox. Every game in the AL East is a, is is tough. Every game in the AL East is tough. Yankees back at it again, try to extend this winning streak to six games. And they play all these tough teams. Garrett Cole needs to figure out how to pitch well against these teams. Never pitches well against the good teams. And maybe he's a little scared off by the Domingo Herman suspension. Maybe he's got something going on, sticky stuff of his own that he's, you know, been trying to hide for the time being, while the umpires seem to be on the lookout for Yankees pitchers putting stuff on their gloves, on their pants, whatever. Wherever. But that was an atrocious performance from Cole. 
the first two batters of the game, he got out in five pitches. You're thinking, okay, he's going to cruise. Finally, he's going to not be screwed over by the pitch count. Ends up throwing 20-something pitches in the first, allows two runs, gives up two solo home runs later. Yeah, he was able to grind out five-plus innings, and then he goes back out for the sixth, and he puts two guys on before Boone gets him because Boone lets him do whatever he wants. Uh, just not a good not a good outing, not a good performance, and he needs to be better. He needs to be better against the Rays. He needs to be better against the Orioles. He needs to be get better against the Blue Jays. He needs to be better when he sees the Red Sox than he's been in his Yankees tenure against the Red Sox. Thankfully, they won a cold start because you don't want to miss the opportunities to win when he pitches given the inconsistencies and the injuries of the rest of the rotation. Uh, injury standpoint, looks like Carlos Rodon is making progress, so that's good. Seems like he, he is going to pitch at some point, hopefully, maybe. But the bad news is Josh Donaldson is getting close to a rehab assignment, and he's just going to come back and screw everything up. Because the Yankees have a good thing going right now. When LeMahieu's at third, Volpe's at short, Torres at second, Rizzo at first, no one needs Donaldson coming back and screwing it up and being an automatic out and batting fifth because he won the MVP eight years ago. But that's going to happen because Aaron Boone said it. He said on Tuesday, when Josh Donaldson returns, he's an everyday player. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Hicks is gone. Maybe Donaldson will be gone at some point this season as well. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Orioles second game of the series. Nestor Cortez against Tyler Wells Wednesday night at the stadium. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.